Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And we are recording a special bonus episode today. We wanted to get our thoughts out about the Oprah interview and kind of have just a roundup of what went down, our initial reaction to everything. And we felt like it was too long to wait till our normal recording time. And so we really wanted to just kind of talk about it now. And Roberta, how are you feeling? Um... Tired. I'm feeling tired. Yes, I'm feeling tired. Um, pretty disheartened, I guess. Um, so much was said and and revealed, and I just, um, you know, I was shocked. I I just felt like I was not going to be able to fall asleep last night. I did, but I just, I really had a hard time you know, trying to and and thinking about all that was said. What about you? How do you feel? I know. I felt the same way. I didn't really sleep last night. I feel like I had so much adrenaline when it was like 7.15 p.m. Eastern time and like mm-hmm. gearing up to it. And I made dinner beforehand and I like didn't eat. I woke yeah. up so hungry because I didn't eat dinner. I was like, just I couldn't believe. I mean, we were only five minutes in and like the revelations and everything that Megan was saying just kept dropping. And I just I think I didn't anticipate that it would be that gut wrenching. But if you could describe the interview in one word, wh- how would you describe it? Um, gut wrenching is a good word, I guess. I think maybe for me like I don't know, I'm just devastated. I think devastated is the right word. Like I knew that they had endured a lot already and I think we all knew that as as royal watchers like knowing how much Harry and Meghan have gone through, they wouldn't have left the royal family if it wasn't really bad. But I just don't think I understood the scope of that. And and to hear them say it for themselves, I think was devastating. What about you? Yeah, it was completely, um, I will say it was so cathartic to be able to text with you during the show. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. We had a couple texts going on, like <laughs> a couple group texts. With just we the, did. Yeah. We did. Totally. I would actually say, since you already covered gut-wrenching and the devastation of it, I would say one word uh, to describe the interview was also Oprah for me. Like Oprah just... <sighs> I think that you, we forget how lucky we are. We were to f- experience her daily when she had her talk show and everything mm-hmm. with all the interviews, but she is just the queen of interviewing. And I felt so grateful for her every time she chased a follow-up question yes. and didn't yeah. let it go by. And then she also just like was like, wait, and go back to basics. You know, did you blindside the queen? Things like that. Like it just really, really resonated. It reminded me just how – you know, we need to bow down to her. And she, yes, completely. I think she did an incredible job. And just the fact that she wasn't as friendly as I thought she would be toward them, kind of in more just a very business-like way. She was, you know, it, it was such a professional interview. And I thought that she would kind of be more familiar and friendly with them. And she wasn't, but I think that made it better because it was like, she's asking all the questions that we wanted 
to hear. And, and like you said, just following up and following up and, and getting down to the real fine point of what you want to know about what was said. Yeah. So. And the misperceptions portrayed by the media. But let's get into it. We're going to keep okay. this brief since you guys will hear from us again on Thursday. <laughs> so let's talk about the heavier stuff first. Okay. So one of the biggest revelations that we got was that the whole bridesmaid flower girl dress saga that actually it was Kate who made Megan cry and not the other way around thoughts. I feel like that was the first five minutes too. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. my I mean, my mouth totally dropped when I heard that. I did really appreciate the way Megan described the incident. I think it was A, nice to hear the truth of what happened, but also just, you know, that it sounded like her and Kate were still on good terms. Like she called her a good person. She said that she apologized. She sent flowers. She wrote a note. And also Megan's perspective that it's wild that these types of stories go uncorrected. And she mentioned that she didn't know if Kate actually had the power to correct, you know, just like Megan was limited to correcting it. Maybe Kate was limited in that moment of correcting it. But it just, for me, like just uncovered I I was so blown away by that and the whole like hero versus villain narrative that that needs to exist. And yeah, I was I thought it was incredible to hear her explain that. Let's talk about the hero versus villain thing, because Megan kind of touched on this like team Kate, team Megan thing. Very, you know, straightforward. She said, like, you don't have to like just one of us. You don't have to be team one or the other. You can have respect for both. And I feel like that really hits home to what we do here. Like we, we love and respect both of those women. And so, um, yeah, I liked that she pointed that out and I think just, yeah, that it doesn't have to be polarizing. Yeah. Yeah, Set it for the people in the back too. Um, okay. Another revelation concerns about how dark Archie's skin would be when he was born. This to me is like probably the biggest revelation of the entire interview. And the fact that it came from someone within the Royal family. Um, we saw a follow-up today from Oprah on CBS this morning that said, Oprah said that Harry told her that he wanted to make it clear that it was not the queen and it was not Prince Philip who raised these concerns. I mean, that still leaves quite a few people. And I... I Or not. You, I mean, I think yeah. that that's the hard part too, is that it's like, that's the one question. A, I mean, I do agree that that was probably the... I don't know. There was so much that was devastating in this interview. But I think hearing that and then not having a name, it's hard to not sit at home and play the guessing game. I feel like... Yeah, that's, I think, one of the trickier parts of that revelation. I was shocked, too, that we had always assumed that they didn't want titles for Archie. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they were told they could not give him a title and that he would not get security, I was blown away by this. And I don't want to downplay, like, the overt racism about the question of whether his skin would be dark when he was born like that to me is sickening to my core and i i hate that this like that this was brought and raised and it was raised before they were married this concern mm-hmm. i guess so yeah that's what it sounded like yeah prince harry made that clear but megan said in tandem with him not getting the title of prince and them deciding he wouldn't get security was also this question and she couldn't help but think like, what's the reasoning behind that? And obviously Oprah kind of put words in her mouth, but she said, if that's what you think it means to you, then yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that that was really, really shocking to hear that because I didn't, I didn't know that. I mean, I think we all assumed, oh, they just don't want the pressure of a title and it it doesn't make sense at all. And I think just continuing on, you know, Charles' role in all of this, I think that that was the one, that was another big, you know, just 
really heartbreaking part of it to hear that he stopped taking Harry's calls when they were in Canada and trying to figure it all out. And and I did like, I mean, he definitely made a point of saying that the Queen and him had been having conversations for a while and that she had been wonderful through all of it. But I think he really called out Charles on this. And it sounds like they are now talking again, as we said, but I think that had to have just, you know, knowing that Charles had gone through exactly this, like history repeating itself, mm-hmm. to see that, you know, he would shut off Harry in that way. That's a hard thing to recover from hearing that. And Harry said like his his only grandson from Prince Harry, like Archie is his grandson. And yet there seems to be such a difference in between, between the way different grandchildren are. I don't know. That just, it was, it was pretty crazy too, to hear Harry say that he thinks Charles and William are trapped in this life. And also the follow-up on CBS this morning where it was, you know, they were talking about how um, it sounded like members, I don't know exactly who, but members of the British royal family were saying, you know, we all go through this. We've all been dragged through. But it's like, and then Megan clarified and said on CBS this morning as part of the interview, uh, there's a difference between rude and racist in terms of the treatment. And I think that is, you know, very, very accurate. Yeah. The one last thing we should mentioned before we move on to kind of the lighter stuff was that the revelation that Megan wanted to take her own life and mm-hmm. all of the pressures and the scrutiny and um, the fact that she couldn't, you know, complain or explain to the media what was going on. And she was really, really suffering. And I think you and I talked about this last night in our texting, but just the fact that like one of the biggest kind of causes and tenets that the Royal family supports is mental health. And yet mm-hmm. someone within the fold is suffering so much and is told is not only told like you know it's it's okay we've all gone through this but also is like rebuffed for asking for help like megan asked to check herself in somewhere and they said no and i my jaw was on the floor and and i just i i can't wrap my mind around it right now. I feel like I still need time to kind of process Well, and I think that. that for me, that's where the Diana parallels are just hit the hardest too, because we know she was struggling with so much. And I think in Harry's case, like, thank God he listened to Megan and he made moves to protect his family because what would have been? I mean, I think that, yeah, all of that. We'll get into that so much more on Thursday for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go over some of the lighter things. We have to acknowledge there were a lot of bright spots in this interview. So excited over the announcement that they are having a baby girl. I cannot believe it. I love that they revealed this. And we got a new picture today from Misan Harriman, who took their baby announcement photo. And it is the most beautiful black and white photo, same kind of probably the same time that the other one was taken um, with Megan and Harry holding Archie. And I know. And Misan's, so uh, Misan Harriman's the, the photographer, his quote, welcome to the girl dad club. H was his caption. I thought that was so great. Sweet. Yeah. So sweet. Also, the wedding date. That was the, I think that was one of the first things I texted because that was right at the beginning where mm-hmm. when I texted you where I was just like, wait, they, that's not their actual wedding day. <laughs> so we should be celebrating on May 15th. Sounds like May 15th, right? Because it's May 19th. May 15th or 16th. I guess we'll have to like look exactly. I'm not really surprised at that as much. I do feel I'm like happy that's that some, they did that. Yeah. That seems like so them to me to like really celebrate their love and like have the, their own time to themselves. So I love mm-hmm. that. Also, we got a clip of Archie on the beach, which was so cute. Okay. So this was my favorite part because I think that we all went through such a roller coaster watching that. And I think, you know, credit to Oprah again and her team and her their expertise.
expertise at storytelling, but just to reach that moment and see that beautiful black and white video where it pans down and you see Harry's knees and he runs through his, Archie runs through his knees. To me, that was very calming and gave off this vibe of peace after everything that they've gone through. Totally. Also, they, I mean, I feel like a lot of the royal family is is under fire for this, but they have so much respect for the queen. I think the way they talked about the queen, the way Megan was, you know, her time, her um, one-on-one event with her and the way that the queen shared her blanket and gave her this beautiful gift of pearl necklace and earrings. Like, I think the whole, everything they said in regards to the queen was so respectful and so in admiration of Harry's grandmother. And um, I, I don't know. I think that they, they just value that relationship so much. They've talked to her more now more than ever, they said over zoom. So I thought that was really sweet. That kind of insight into their, their relationship. I agree. I agree. But I mean, we got, we got to talk about the chickens, the chickens, Archie's <laughs> chick in. I mean, I think you said it best. You were like, get that person a raise. Whoever came up with the chicken. It was so smart and so hilarious. So good. Yeah, it was so good. I also really loved when Megan, I mean, obviously was talking about something kind of heavy about the comparison between Kate and her and their love of avocados during pregnancy. For Kate, it was about, you know, solving morning sickness. And for Megan, it was about contributing to global deforestation efforts. But I loved when Megan replied and said, well, that's that's a loaded piece of toast. Like, I want to work that into my vocabulary. Oprah got a good chuckle out of that, too, which I loved. Like, it was like, you just said that's a loaded piece of toast? Like... (laughs) It makes good. so much sense, though, right? We all love you have to. Just. You have to have like Megan has such a good sense of humor. I feel like, and and I think she said she was like, you have to laugh, otherwise you'll cry. You'll so cry. it's just yeah. like, I think that that levity really helped us all get through it as well. But I think overall, you know, we just wanted to give our reactions to this, you know, the day after and. Welcome, you guys, to all reach out to us, uh, info at gallerypodcast.com. And, uh, you know, I think the question is, where do we go from here? Curious if the monarchy will have a response. Who knows? Uh, But we'll be back in full with a full episode on Thursday. Bye, guys.